The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word with accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord. Something to note in these readings is the humanity of the apostles and the followers of Jesus. I always appreciate the humanity of them because then it shows that even if I make mistakes, I'm not too much different than the apostles. In the first reading, we see these apostles right away. They ask right before Jesus ascends into heaven, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? totally different than what God's about to do, right? But this isn't that much of an odd question because the one of the main expectations of the Messiah, of the Savior, was for the Messiah to be the Savior of the people from the oppression of those in the kingdom of Israel, from the Romans or whatever captors it was. And so they were thinking, okay, now that you've done everything, you've rose from the dead, you've taught us all these things, now it's time for you to restore our kingdom to its rightful place. But that's not what God had in mind, right? It's funny, though, because the disciples have been so close to the Lord, and yet they do not always get things right. They don't always get it right. And similarly, I think in our own lives, sometimes... We'll put our expectations on how God is going to work. Yet many times he chooses to surprise us by working in a different way. We also like to think that he is to act a certain way or even put conditions on him. If I pray this, then God, you're going to have to answer it this way. We do this sometimes directly, sometimes subtly without even thinking about it. But many times God's merciful, right? He gently redirects us so we can see, especially when we look back on things, how God's way worked out better than probably the conditions that we were going to put on him. And that's encouraging for us because many times we believe the lie that we have to be perfect to be a good follower of Jesus, have to get everything right, or have to, you know, be so put together. But many times it's not having to get everything right every single time, but that striving for holiness. And I think the important thing with all that, whether we fall or whether we are doing great every day, the important thing is the faithfulness and allow the Lord to work in that through everything. Before Jesus ascends into heaven, he gives this famous line, 
It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. And the part that we're familiar with is the next line. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Some may think, oh man, Jesus is ascending into heaven and he's leaving us. But yet it's good that he ascends, and he even says this in the Gospel of John and other places too, it's good that Jesus ascends so that the Holy Spirit may come to us. And that the Holy Spirit empowers the apostles so as to be strong witnesses to the ends of the earth. Getting back to my point on the humanity of the disciples and the apostles, I don't think they would have been good witnesses if they had to do it and rely on their humanity alone. We see them make mistakes all throughout the Gospels. But we see a marked change in them after they received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. We see Peter giving this amazing speech. We see them working signs and wonders all through the intercession of the Lord. It's not like they are the ones who do the wonders, but God uses them as an instrument. But all through the power of the Holy Spirit that empowers them to do things. And that's, I believe, the point for us. We all have the Holy Spirit in us through our baptism, through confirmation, through when we pray. The Holy Spirit dwells deep in us. It's, it's our job, I think, a lot of times to just respond to those inspirations in the great things and in the little things. Finally, we look at today's gospel and we see that Jesus, after he spoke to them, this is what it says, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. Then it says, but they went forth and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. I'm struck with that line, the Lord worked with them. God doesn't work in spite of us or just re reluctantly have us help him just because he feels like, okay, I guess I'll give them something to do. Rather, he works with us and through us and lets us share in his mission. So he gives them that great commission to go out and to baptize others. And with that ascension, this ascension uh, ends with the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers the apostles to be strong witnesses. And like I said, we too have that Holy Spirit. And he'll work with us. And the Holy Spirit helps us to do his work. So today as we celebrate the ascension, we enter into the time of when the apostles did that first novena praying, come Holy Spirit, preparing for Pentecost, those nine days. And so we too pray for a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we may share in God's work in the little ordinary moments of everyday life, that we may be witnesses, that we may witness to the truth and the love of Christ each day. We pray, come Holy Spirit, and inspire our hearts. Amen.